0: This story has been recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous meeting in New Zealand. You can email us at contact at It is the first Friday of the month, so we have it as a speaker. So welcome, Kay. I'm Kay and I'm an Addictive Eater. <coughs> it's good to be here. Um, I thought I would to try tonight to... Talk a little bit about my very slow and faltering sort of path to meditation, (laughs) Um, which definitely wasn't what I came in these rooms for. I wasn't interested in a higher power. Uh, I certainly wasn't interested in trying to live a spiritual way of life. I actually came here because I wanted to lose weight. That was what I saw as the problem. Uh, I did hear other people talking about a higher power. I uh, didn't didn't see the steps on the wall. Um, but I didn't think I thought thank goodness that didn't apply to me. And uh, I picked out the, the bits of the programme that, you know, I thought were okay. And, but I did keep coming to meetings. That was one thing I did, which was good. <laughs> and um, I got worse for me. I, I wasn't beaten when I came through the doors. Uh, but the food was a great persuader and uh, more eating was what it took. And, uh, you know, seeing, you know, the actual problem. I, ha- I hadn't even identified that I had an obsession with food because I'd had that all my life. I didn't know what it was like to not have it. So I didn't know what it was like for ordinary people. Um, and by that time I had lost weight and I, still wanted to kill myself so I could see it wasn't actually the weight and I got to a point where I just couldn't go on and it was like it talks about in the book about not being able to go on with the food or without it and uh, I actually thought I was without it and I couldn't go on but I know today I was actually still eating um, so I did the right thing again. I went to the members that were in recovery, and was completely honest with them for the first time in my life. And tucked in behind, uh, basically followed, you know, their direction and example. And you know, eventually, I too started to get well. Um, I didn't really understand the steps. I must say, I needed a lot of help. Uh, from my sponsor and, you know, making my way through the steps. Um, <clears throat> I was very busy, very busy. I went to a lot of meetings and, you know, I actually had a lot of work, if you like, to do on the steps, you know, in terms of inventory, clearing away the wreckage of my past and, um you know, making amends, you know, that that, that kept me very busy. Um, step 11, cutting through them all pretty quickly there, uh, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. I did not understand. I didn't have a great understanding of many of the steps, but... Uh, I was praying a lot, uh, as per the big book, you know, going through, you know, what, what, you know, how it says to do it there, uh, and I was spending a, a lot of time on my knees, more and more time on my knees, uh, but really just going through the motions. It, it, it really was going through the motions. Um, meditation Mm. didn't really understand that you know Uh, I gave it a little go I knew it was trying to you know focus on your breathing um you know shutting out those other you know the thinking Uh, but I couldn't do it tried now and again you know just too hard and I thought oh well uh, that's, you know, obviously something that uh, I'm not going to be able to do. It's good that people can. <laughs> um, and I, as time went on, there started to be more people in recovery. More people came through the doors. Uh, more people started to get well. And the meetings. I was going to say, became a bit more spiritual, I suppose, but there was more talk. There was more talk in the meetings about, you know, the program of recovery, um, third step, 11th step, um, 12 steps, you know, spiritual awakening. And I would, after those meetings, I would be very, very down on myself. Very down, you know, okay, you know, you're hopeless, you're, you're useless. Um, And I've got my As Bill Sees It here (laughs) to read something out uh, because on page 264 of As Bill Sees It there's a little bit from a grapevine and I used to read As Bill Sees It every day one page a day so about once a year I would read this page and it says the step that keeps us growing. Sometimes when friends tell us how well we are doing, we know better inside. We know we aren't doing well enough. We still can't handle life as life is. There must be a serious flaw somewhere in our spiritual practice and development. What then is it? The chances are better than even that we shall locate our our trouble in our misunderstanding or neglect of AA's Step 11 prayer, meditation, and the guidance of God. The other steps can keep most of us sober and somehow functioning, but step 11 can keep us growing if we try hard and work at it continually. And every time I read that, I would think, that is me. That is me. And I would give meditation a little burst, Again, after reading that for a while, and then my thinking would come in, and I think, Oh, I can't do this. And, you know, so it just carried on. And for, you know, a considerable t- period of time, and I'm talking years, and um, while this, you know, discomfort with the meetings was happening, um, I. Began, I can't actually remember the beginning of it, but I was getting um, migraines. And I do think there were, you know, more than one reason for them, more than one reason. Um, But when I got, felt one coming on, because you can feel them coming on, I would immediately think, oh my God, a migraine. Oh no, how long is this one going to last? I can't have any more time off work. Um, Oh dear, I've already had, how many, oh, how many have I had, you know, so on and on and on. Poor migraine never had a chance. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, before I knew it, you know, I was bedridden and I would be bedridden for days sometimes uh, with this head that would not shut up. And um, this went on for quite a while, quite a while, and uh, I was starting to get more and more despairing uh, about them. And uh, I felt that I've got to a point at one time where I just, sort of a similar kind of point where I got to with my eating, Where I sort of felt I couldn't go on. You know, what was I going to do? (laughs) And, um, you know, of course I would just have to go on, but I just felt, you know, all pretty hopeless. And at that time, um, you know, I'm also an alcoholic and I attend Alcoholics Anonymous, and an an, an AA meeting was starting, a meditation meeting, was starting on a Saturday morning. And I started going to it, and it involved... A tape where we would listen to a tape, or we still do, I still go to their meeting. Uh, We listen to a tape for half an hour and then there's half an hour of sharing. So for half an hour, uh, you know, I had to sit there uh, with my, well, I chose to have my eyes closed, with my eyes closed and um, to, you know, try and meditate and um yeah you know i was pretty hopeless and but i the one thing i could do was keep my eyes shut i could keep myself physically still sitting in the chair and keep my eyes shut so that was the kind of the things and the clock used to drive me mad and you know every time after the meeting i thought i was going to have to speak to my sponsor about that clock and um Uh, But the thing that I did that I'd never done before, that the meeting enabled me to do, was I persevered. I persevered, and I had never done that before. And I started talking to my sponsor about meditating. And, you know, she said something to me like, every time you pause and you know, breathe, think of your higher power, or whatever the words she used, you're meditating. And I thought, oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow. And then I thought, oh, I'm meditating, I'm meditating. So I became, in my own mind, I became an AEA member that was now meditating. Whereas I, you know, for all those years I had thought of myself as an AEA member that couldn't meditate and wasn't meditating. And, you know, I was worried about that. I was worried about that because it's, you know, in the 12 steps and, you know, I need to work the 12 steps to get well. And I wasn't working, you know, an important part of them. But I couldn't, I thought I couldn't. So I, in my mind, I went over into a new category. You know, I went over into the category of being able to meditate, however, you know, uh, however, not very well it was. So um, I found that very encouraging, very encouraging, and I, the very, very surprising thing was. Um, I started to feel a little bit different. Very, very hard to put my finger on. I didn't know what it was. But this is in my daily life. In my daily life, I felt a bit of a a different feeling. And, like, I felt it hugely, and I didn't know what it was. And it was... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still... Yeah, it was a feeling of well-being, sort of, um, sort of, regardless of what was going on each day. I had that feeling. I sort of had that, a feeling um, that you know it was okay, even though this was going on. It was okay, <laughs> and that was very, very surprising and unexpected, very unexpected. I mean, I didn't really go into meditation or start going to that meeting with any expectations whatsoever, certainly none about the migraine that was just purely coincidental Um, but that has been another bonus. Uh, Time was going on and you know I was waiting, waiting for a migraine because previously I didn't have to wait all that long (laughs) and one was just around the corner. And, uh, you know, time was passing, time was passing, and I I hadn't had a migraine, and it was an absolute miracle, and, um, you know, I didn't know, could this be something to do with the meditating? It seemed a heck of a jolly coincidence. But, uh, you know, for the timing was from the time that I started going to this meeting. And, I mean, that was a while ago now. I don't know if anyone here knows how long that meditation meeting's been going, but a few years. And, uh, you know, I haven't had anything like a migraine that, that I had, you know, prior to that meeting starting. And, you know, that is absolutely you know, miraculous, so, um, and, you know, unexpected. So, um, since that time, I have persevered, and the meeting helps me with that a lot. You know, going once a week, uh, you know, meditating with other people. At the moment, we're actually online, uh, but whether it's online or uh, face-to-face you know it's that you know being with the group and for some reason that helps me um to persevere at home you know I, I think if, if something happened with the meeting the, the, the meditating at home would drop off it's just the sort of person I am and um so I have you know persevered at home um and I have um, started reading a, a spiritual book, uh, which is something new for me. And um, you know, I have listened to the odd podcast. I I prefer the reading for me because I like the quiet. I just uh, don't you know get too much quiet, and I really really like the quiet. And um, so I would prefer to read. And uh, in recent times, uh, very, like very, very recent times, I one day I got home from work and instead of meditating and then having a wee read, I had the wee read first, and uh, and then you know the meditation. And for me, it is much better, much better that way around. And I hadn't realised because. I come in from work. I've still got. I'm still sort of partly at work. You know, the day I'm still, you know, with the day. If I can do my wee reading and you know just get into the sort of thinking that I'm wanting, <laughs> leave the work thinking behind, and then uh, you know uh, do the meditation. Um, then yeah, that's just for me. For me, that's just better. Um, so mm, that's sort of bringing you up with, you know, current practice. <laughs> um, but for me, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's good, it's really, really good and I have had the odd time, I, I mentioned it to a teacher at my work a couple of days ago whose wife is really, really struggling She's got a business and really, really struggling with the, the COVID and you know, you know mentally, and um, you know I talked to him about meditation. And I have talked to a few other people, and you know, I mean it's quite bizarre to hear myself talking. <laughs> it's quite, it's quite. I'm thinking, you know, who is this person that's saying these things? Because it's so. Different, yeah, it's just so different for me. Very, very different, and, and as I say, not what I came in here for. But, you know, it's part of giving away what I've been given. You know, it's helped, like it's really, really helped. And, you know, if, if it can be helpful to someone else, um, well, all then good, you know. Uh, I mean, at one, one time I would have been, I would have felt embarrassed to, you know, Have said that to someone else outside the program. Fine, people in the program, no problem. Outside the program, I would not have done that. But, um, you know, I have received a lot of help. And, um, you know, we'll, you know, just carry on with the, the persevering, which is what, you know, what made the difference for me. And I found out that this going off, my thoughts going off after. You know a minute and then going off into my own thoughts. That's all part of it. <laughs> that happens to everyone. It's not just me. <laughs> that is what happens with everyone. And you know, for all those years, I thought oh, I couldn't do it because my mind would go here, there, and everywhere. That's normal. That's normal. You know, if I'd talked with someone about it, exactly like my eating, if I'd talked to another addictive eater, I would have found out there are other people like me. <laughs> instead of just keeping these things, you know, inside. So, um, I know at this meeting, we like to have a joke, so I'll finish off with a meditation joke. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very short. Did you hear about the spiritual man who refused an injection before his root canal? His goal was to transcend dental medication. (laughs) Thank you.